Our sermon for this evening is uh, from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. The sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, What is Baptism? Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Many people are searching. They're always searching for who they are. They're searching for assurance. They're searching for certainty, the purpose of life. What is hope? What is truth? What is this all about? And this evening, as we continue on in that book of Joyfully Lutheran, we begin with now the sacraments. Today, I ask you before we begin, where is your assurance? Where is your certainty? Where is your purpose? What is your hope? And what is your truth? Let us begin. Now, what is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Now, which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The sacraments, this mystery of God's grace, is rooted in the power and promise of the Word of God. Not a human invention or something that is of magic or hocus-pocus or made up by man or a ritual of any sorts. Simply the sacrament is instituted by the Lord Jesus himself. And there Jesus Christ joins his word of promise to this visible element of the water which offers and delivers the benefit of forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. It is through the power of God's word by his word, that we receive this gift of faith. The faith that clings to what baptism is, because it begins always in Christ and his word to us. Matthew 28, go therefore make disciples of all all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. Now in the book, Harrison writes, how are disciples made? By baptizing them. Who? All nations. Where shall this message of Jesus and his baptism be taken? All nations. Who shall be baptized? All nations. Who is excluded from this promise? No one. No adult, no sinner, no malefactor, no Male, no female, no child, no infant. Jesus simply says all nations are made disciples by baptizing them. Because it's all about what baptism is. We have no play in that. It is God's word coming to you, covering you, giving you the eternal refuge by that promise. It is God's word rescuing you by the power of his word and the word and the water from sin and death. It is God's word bringing you the gift, 
taking you from darkness to his everlasting light. Yes, baptism is for us, all nations, all sinners. But even Jesus himself was baptized. Hmm. Matthew 3, he says to John, who very well knows that he is unworthy to even untie the sandals of Jesus. Jesus says to John, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus is baptized by John. For there in the water he stood, identifying himself and standing with sinners. Jesus, his mission is to stand with sinners, standing in their place. Being made sin, the one who knew no sin, Jesus. And there we see the Spirit come down like a dove descending on him, the Father saying, this is my beloved. The heavens opening, right? I mean, I can't imagine how majestic this picture is, but this is what happens when the Lord of, uh, uh, of all the earth, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all together, there we see this picture. And Jesus is right there declared. As the Lord says to all the world that he is a Redeemer King, the one who came to this world to set free the captives from bondage, to deliver you from death and sin and guilt and sorrow and all the griefs that we bear. It is our Lord who came to show the world why he is here to fulfill all righteousness, that righteousness is here in the body and blood of Jesus, that by his grace, he offers his life and goes to the cross as he will faithfully as a ransom for many. And by the fruits of the cross, the empty tomb, Matthew 28, there post-resurrection, Jesus gives the beneficial command, go make disciples. Not by a 10-step process. Not by legalism, but simply by baptism and teaching. Word to us. Nothing you do, but all a gift from God. It's God action to us and for us. And this is the crux of what this gospel is for us. God coming to us, his action to us and for us. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, the sacraments, God coming to us, his action for us. And thereby the power of his word, that the spirit creates and sustains faith in you as it covers you by his name. You know, after confirmation the other day, I asked my daughter, do you remember your baptism? And she says, no. And I said, good. (laughs) Good. Because it was never about you. It was about God calling calling you into his name. And that's what this word is all about. The promise, by grace through the mystery of God's grace given to us by the power of this sacrament that we now live this life, not just any life, but we live the baptismal life, don't we? This is who we are. We have the greatest gift. 
you are robed with Christ's righteousness. God is with you. Your sins are washed away. This is <laughs> the, the most victorious life anyone could ever imagine. When we talk about who we are, what is truth, what is hope, what is assurance, uh, where is our hope, all this, we have it. We have it already. You know, Harrison, I, I love how he's so transparent in this book. Because I think for us, he shows us the mirror for ourselves. He says, I confess, O Lord, my failure to treasure my baptism. Every Christian has enough in baptism to learn and do all of his life, as Luther would say in the Catechism. Yet, I so very often ignore the many promises connected to baptism in the Scriptures. I despise my baptism against which I sin willfully. I am callous and careless every moment. I fail to repent and return to baptism's blessings. Yes, we know who we are all by the gift of God, all by the gift of this faith that He has given to us by the very Word. But we know what we're dealing with also at the same time in our flesh. The world, the devil, right? Distracting us from the very gifts that already have been given to us. The living Word, it's ours. Yet as we live in the world, the world tries to hide, tries to turn you away from this eternal promise, the glorious gift of Christ. The devil tries to cover the peace that God gives. The flesh fails to see the victory in what God's word gives in baptism. We know how life can be very difficult. In the midst of every struggle, internally, there we find ourselves in maybe some great despair and trouble, wondering what this is all about. Wondering who we are, our status, our identity, our peace, our comfort, all of it. It becomes such a mishmash of chaos that we forget and ignore the very gift that is with us every day. And thus, as we know, in this chaos, in this doubt, we, we proceed to flee to the desires of this world. The flesh and the devil continue to prop up saying this is, while well, you fill in the blank, better than the power and the promise of the Word of God. But whatever that fill in the blank is, as we go down that way, the path of despair is still there. And as you go down that path, it continues to magnify. Emptiness becomes more apparent. And there we are on our troubling and dark path. Yeah. The devil is there, always attacking the word. Isn't this Satan, the evil foe's main task? To cast doubt in that very word that God has given to you? To cast doubt in the efficacy of God's word and how his word works in your lives by that power, the promise, wondering if this word actually delivers, does it? The devil says to you, is God's word working in your life? The devil will cast every doubt in that very question. And that's why we have the word, my friends. Because there in the word, we are always brought back to who we are. And that's where we always renew and, and repent and, and see who we are in the midst of our troubled sin. For there in the word, we are pointed to the Christ's 
Just like when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, the Holy Spirit descending, and the Father opening up heaven saying, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. This is the beloved Son. This particular unique Son who would live the perfect life for you. To die for you. To give you deliverance over the condition that you are unable to escape from yourself bound by sin, bound by death, enslaved to these, Jesus breaks you free, setting you free by his crucifixion, crushing the head of Satan for you and giving you the deliverance through the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. This is your Savior, the beloved Son, the one who went there that day in the River Jordan to identify with sinners, the one who would later go to the cross and bear those sins so that you may be righteous, and you are. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are washed clean. Every one of them are wiped away because Jesus, his word, the promise of his word, his death delivers you. Not only his death, but also as he proved all things, giving you that seal by his very promise in the resurrection, yes, you have victory. This is why I am, well, as well as you, that you are joyfully Lutheran. Because in times of struggle, in times of despair and strife, We aren't grasping at thin air. We aren't wondering if God is there. We're not questioning whether we are good enough. We, we're not wondering if our foundations are strong enough because our faith is in the word. Our faith is in the rock, the refuge, our salvation, our faith clings to the promise of Christ that indeed by his death and resurrection, you indeed are his own, that you are reconciled to God, that your sins, all of them are forgiven. And by the full work of Christ, he gives you this same forgiveness in the water and word of your baptism. Don't you see, you live not just any life, but the life of grace, the life of forgiveness, the life that is rooted in this baptism that he has given you. There you find yourselves wrapped in the robe of Christ, in the triune name. There you find yourself trusting in what the water and the divine word has given you. There you find in the mess of this dirtiness of sin that we are enveloped with. There you find who you are. One who is holy without blemish, majestic, a child of God, all by the power of God's word. So who are you? You're a child of God. How do you know? Is it by what you have done? Is it by your morality? 
Is it by how much you measure up? Absolutely not. That's impossible. But it's the cross, the empty tomb, the water and word of holy baptism. There you cling in faith knowing that his word is true, knowing that his word is hope, that his word gives you the certainty and the assurance, knowing full well who you are by what he has done for you, and that is where your faith clings. And where your faith clings, your identity is clear, because your identity is given all by the grace of God as you are saved through faith. So go, because you are one of his own. And you know this by those very words. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.